when you stop worrying about what everybody else thinks and you go with what you feel at your core, it's always going to lead you in the right direction. And I tell people in leadership exactly the same thing. You know, you're going to get so much more buy-in and so much more engagement and so much more trust and loyalty from people on your team if you're authentic. So I got myself in this really ah, state and I, and uh, you know, I had to take a deep breath and wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So even if you start out with that mindset and know it, you need to remind yourself because it's easy to get caught up in the you know what's happening what have i got all this list of to do's you know just deep breath and uh, remember why you have mm -hmm. we do have the ability to change the path of many um is i look at it as each day being your first like let's live each day like it's your first day mm -hmm. let's look at it in terms of wow i have an entire new day like every day was a gift and that is coming up next on bootstrapping your dream show so stay tuned so the big question is this, how are ambitious people like us who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough, use our creativity, our dedication and a little bit of crazy to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams. Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app or making it to the top of the corporate ladder, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. We have created a tremendous community of bootstrappers, entrepreneurs, and professionals who are ambitious, resourceful, and want to get things done. We brainstorm, support, and help each other out. So come join us. Navigate to bootstrapping.group. Join today and get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series absolutely free. If you enjoy this video, then do let us know by hitting that like button now. Or if you want us to improve our content, then go ahead and hit that thumbs down button and give us your honest feedback in the comment section below. Here at Tetra Noodle, we are passionate about entrepreneurship, technology and innovation. Every week we bring you insightful and engaging videos, interviews, tips, tricks and strategies to help you grow your business or rise in your corporate profession. If you're new here, please do consider subscribing and do not forget to hit that bell icon so that you are notified when we publish new content. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. I'm your host Manoj Agarwal and today we'll be talking with Liana Dell. So Liana is an Amazon best-selling fiction author who completed her studies in creative writing through Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas. She's a popular TEDx speaker and creator of the host and creator and host of Girlfriend we need to talk a weekly podcast featuring conversations with outstanding women. So yes. welcome, Liana. Thank you. So good to be here. Yeah, we're excited about um, talking to you today. So tell me a little bit about your business, about what you do, and, um, and obviously about your podcast as well. I just love anything that's uh, creative. I kind of get obsessed with that kind of thing. I, um, um, the writing piece, it all started, uh, we'll get to a friend of mine who kind of inspired me to do all kinds of, of cool stuff, but um, I'm not one to sit still. So anything that I can get involved in, I'm involved in it, anything like that. So, I mean, we can talk about a business model later, but I'm all in for writing, speaking, anything communication related, I love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I love doing this right now. <laughs> Awesome. That's great. 
And when did you get started in this? Uh, can you take us uh, down the memory lane and uh, tell us a little bit about you know your career, how you got started in this whole thing? And the journey? Well, that was related to a friend of mine, Janesse. Uh, yeah. So I, my background's actually nursing. So I worked in critical care for many, many years. And um, I did travel nursing. I was doing a contract at St. Thomas Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And I met a very, very good friend of mine, a couple, but Janesse uh, Orand was her name. And she was just a wonderful person. And in the course of developing our friendship, she got cancer. Um, and she was diagnosed right from the start with stage four breast cancer that had already metastasized. And that was, uh, I found out later that she was only given six months to live, but she lived for three and a half years. And we got to be really, really super close during that time period. One night we were sitting around just chatting and I told some ridiculous story and she looked at me in all seriousness. She had kind of one of those aha moment looks on her face. And she said, you're a writer. And I said, no, I'm not. Like, that's just ridiculous. And she said, no, you are. And you have to promise me that you'll write a book someday. Right. To which I responded, thank God you didn't say climb Mount Everest because <laughs> I mean, you know, she's one of my best friends and she's dying. So I'm going to, whatever she asked me to promise I'll do. So um, it took about two years after she passed to get into a creative writing class at SMU in Dallas. And I loved it. I was amazed. I had no idea. Uh, it was that one little moment in time where she verbalized something instead of just maybe thinking it. And I'm always telling people, if you think something about someone, verbalize it because it has potential to change their path. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a book. So I wrote the book for to keep the promise, but I love the process of doing it. And that just forayed into everything else that I've been doing has been connected to that. It just opened up a whole world of possibility for me that I didn't know existed. And it's kind of snowballed since then. That's awesome. Very good yeah. story. Um, and as you rightly pointed out, you know, um, there is only one sentence somebody needs to say, or one sign that oh. you need to get to change your whole life trajectory. And uh, the, the strange thing is, um, sometimes you don't even realize that you have it in you, just like you mentioned, you know, you, you said that uh, you were, you did not consider yourself uh, being a writer. So uh, that's an amazing story. Now, like, is there any other related story that you have come across in your life on, or some other people's lives, or your readers' lives, which have changed uh, their life radically just by, you know, one sentence, one small event or, or something like that? I know many people in my life who've had that experience where someone has said something to them. And even the podcast is there, and just little circumstances. I, um, I had a previous podcast with a friend of mine, Mike Matthews, and he, um, we, we used to meet, we were accountability partners. So we would meet at Starbucks and uh, we were both on our little journeys of writing and doing whatever we were doing. And, and we would get into these really in-depth conversations and people would start to, we noticed people starting to lean in to sort of listen to us. Mm -hmm. And he said, maybe we should do a podcast. And I said, what the hell's a podcast? Never <laughs> 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 even heard of them. And that just blossomed into something huge as well. But uh, I really believe that I, I, I know I just said it, but I'm a really strong advocate of, I mean, how many times in a day do you walk past someone and, and think, you know, oh man, they look really nice or I'll bet they would be really good at, there's been many times, even in my nursing career, there were times when people came up to me and said, you know, I think you'd be really good at, and I thought, no, no way. But 
then you start to think about it. Sometimes unless something's presented to you, it just never comes under your radar. So speak up. That's what I say. That's so true. And uh, to your point, uh, something similar happened to me as well. When I started my podcast, I was sitting with a friend in a coffee shop and he suggested you should start a podcast. I was like, I don't know anything about podcasting. I've not heard a podcast in a long time. But then as you start to sort of, you know, go down this path, things just automatically start to happen. They so it's, do. It's almost, yeah. Um, it's almost like your destiny, right? Like, you know, you said that you enrolled in this class and you loved it. And so, um, so it's, it's just strange how this all works. And, and yes. once you find your calling, um, things become so effortless and just, just, they, they just go on autopilot, right? Yes, they do. It's amazing. It really is incredible. Kismet, awesome. I guess they call that. Synchronicity, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So now before this experience uh, with your friend, you uh, were a healthcare uh, worker and you organized some workshops for leadership for in healthcare. Is that right? Well, I still do that, actually. That's something that I do. Um, I speak and do leadership training is, is mm-hmm. what my day job. I do have a day mm-hmm. job. So that's what I do. But, but it's interesting how that piece feeds into everything else that I'm doing. It's really been beneficial to me because I love speaking is the other thing that I really love to, who knew I had no idea. I love that either, but I found out. Um, so yeah, I get to speak on a regular basis. I get to develop content. So I get to be creative. I get to, you know, I've, I've started internal podcasts at our, uh, at our, uh, in our business, the business, the day job. So I've got a corporate in-house podcast going there. So I get to use that communication stuff there and it helps me to get stronger for the things that I do outside of work, which is great. Yeah, I mean, that's great. It's a perfect, awesome. perfect combo. And so um, can you share with us how your workshops have changed in terms of content, in terms of flow, in terms of target uh, before you started writing and this experience with your friend and after? Oh, it's changed immensely because I have a, I have a whole different perspective on how I work with my audience. Number one, I really, I become so relaxed in front of an audience and I've learned through through writing and even story structure has a lot to do with how you present content how you make things more enjoyable the use of humor I mean all of those things have really uh, come through exercises to keep people engaged instead of just standing up and reading reading PowerPoint slides I really turn it into something that's more of a try to bring entertainment value to it in the same way that I do the other things that I do outside of work it's been, it's been a huge difference. Yeah. 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 So are you saying that these communication skills can be incorporated into leadership as well? Because obviously leaders have to communicate the most and, and most clearly. Uh, so things like humor, things like, you know, connecting with your audience. Do you also incorporate that into your leadership training? Absolutely. And the things that I've learned, it's, it kind of goes both ways. So the things that I've learned in the leadership development trainings have been incorporated into the things I do outside of and the things I do outside of have become incorporated into the things that I do here. Uh, they, they seem to bridge the gap and it applies across the board, which is really kind of fun for me. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I am always talking about and things that I, that I try to um, do on my own in my own life on a continuous basis in every project I'm involved in is being 100% authentic. Mm-hmm. To me, that is like 
that's the game changer right there. When you stop worrying about what everybody else thinks and you go with what you feel at your core, it's always going to lead you in the right direction. And I tell people in leadership exactly the same thing. You know, you're going to get so much more buy-in and so much more engagement and so much more trust and loyalty from people on your team if you're authentic. It's when you try not to be that you've lost them, right? I mean, yeah, sure. it kind of all falls under the same umbrella in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. kind of hard uh, living in, you know, this – uh, this era of social media and Instagram uh, influencers, uh, you know, so it's kind of hard not to sort of um, let that inauthenticity rub off. But you're absolutely right. If you're authentic and if you can actually stay your course, uh, the results are much better in the long term um, than, than trying to pretend uh, to be someone you are not, right? Yeah. I mean, it just eats away at you ultimately. I mean, it, yeah, exactly. the joy just gets sucked right out of everything you're working on eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. It's too much so work not, trying to be somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You got to remember like, you know, what did I say at that time? What did I say? <laughs> that's to be? right. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, now, tell me a little bit uh, on this podcast. We also focus a lot on mindset and, and positive thinking. So as you sort of um, try to put yourself out there, you were outside of your comfort zone, you didn't think you were a writer, but you know, you, you, you wanted to try it. So did you run into any obstacles, any challenges along the way? Or was it a very smooth ride, uh, you know, all along from start to finish? Well, I wouldn't say smooth. <laughs> I wouldn't say super rocky either. I don't know why I felt uh, throughout the whole process of writing my first novel, I, I was blessed with an attitude of, I don't care what anybody thinks of this. And I don't know where that came from other than I think maybe just the power of doing it for the reason that I was doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was on a mission yeah. to create this to fulfill a promise ultimately. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But I think that what can happen is that a lot of times we get bogged down by that. Every once in a while, a little voice will come into my head and say, oh, but what if people, ah, but what if they, um, the power of they just needs to go away. You, you know, you need to try and rise above that. I think that with the podcast um, and, and certainly when I do speaking, when I did the TEDx, it was the same thing. I just thought, you know what I got, what have I got to lose? I'm just going to go out there. Um, but if you can get rid of that voice or at least argue with it, um, mm -hmm. you're a lot further ahead than, than if not, that's been a big yeah. thing for me. Yeah, but positive. Exactly. I love what you said about positive thinking because I think, um, Internal dialogue is something that we need to really get control of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. because um, as we go, uh, you know, go through this journey of transforming ourselves or, or trying to accomplish something, uh, if we don't work on the mindset, you know, these 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 challenges they actually wear you down, really. Um, oh, and then yeah. you know, it's like. Um, but anyway, I think you brought up another very important point, which I want to touch upon is. Um, you said that you sort of pushed through the, these challenges because of the reason why you were doing that. And I yes. think that's also very important because a lot of people, you know, when you, when you ask them, okay, why are you doing this? Uh, typically, you know, their response is to make money or something, something of that nature. But if they tie, tie like, you know, they dig deeper and tie that to something more personal, more inspirational, like, you know, taking care of their family or whatever, I feel that, uh, you know, that, deeper purpose drives them exponentially harder. So 
what are your views about that? I 100% agree. I think that if, if what you're doing is solely focused on just the financial gain, you're going to be forever focused on the outcome, right? I mean, it's all about the numbers. You're always thinking about the outcome. And in my experience, anybody who's always focused on the financial, it's never enough. So there's just, right? I mean, you get to a certain point and then it's like, okay, well, I need to make this much more. I need to make this much more. We see that all the time um, in, a, in, our, in a capitalist society. We just want more, 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 more. So it's always the focus on the outcome. The process is the whole point of it, in my opinion. If you're not, and, and sometimes I have to catch myself, not because of the finance part, but because I, you know, I have a tendency to get into the, I have to, I need to, I've got to, because of, I mean, the social media marketing piece, right? I mean, you're constantly, people see a, or listen to a podcast for half an hour, but they don't realize all of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. You're constantly crunching it. And I have to do it just for that purpose. That, okay, calm down, take a breath. Why are you doing this? bring the joy back in, let go of all that stuff. It has to get done, but it's not, oh my God, the world's going to fall apart. So I feel, I really strongly believe exactly what you said. I think that if they're attached to the outcome and not paying attention to the joy in the process and what it can do to benefit, not just themselves, but others, um, I think that that's where, I think it becomes less, um, requires less effort, ironically, is my experience. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that's been my experience. No, it's been interesting. Every, every answer you're giving me, uh, there's a hidden profound message in there. And even now, um, what you just said resonated uh, quite well with uh, what you said was, you know, once you figure out what you're doing, uh, fall in love with the process and also, uh, you know, bring some joy into that process. Because if you, if you keep treating it as work and, and tedious sort of tasks that you have to get through, uh, once again, it bogs you down, but if you bring some joy into it and enjoy the process, it actually carries you forward, right? Yes, and I was just reminded of that recently because I started all of my projects, I start for the purpose of joy and I get really excited. And just maybe three, four weeks ago, I got myself in this really ah, state and I, and, uh, you know, I had to take a deep breath and wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So even if you start out with that mindset and know it, you need to remind yourself because it's easy to get caught up in the, you know, what's happening. What have I got all this list of to do's, you know, yeah, just yeah. deep breath and um, remember why. Awesome. Uh, is there any like deep breaths or remember why? Is there any other, um, are there any tools, any, any, any tactics that you use uh, uh, for your daily work that helps you sort of keep focus that you can share with the audience today? Yes. I, um, meditation is a big one. I would love to tell you that I'm religious about it, but uh, five out of seven days a week, I, I manage to sit down and, and center myself and I can tell the difference on the two days when I don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also just in the last couple of months started yoga and it's not only created physical balance, but I can feel it bringing, um, bringing more spiritual balance as well. I think that's really important. We're in a crazy busy society, man. I mean, we just, yeah. we're, everybody's on a hamster wheel doing 150. Of course, you know, I'm yeah, talking yeah. miles per hour instead of kilometers, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's crazy. So anything, I, I, I really, and, and this, right, it's right beside me, but we're attached to these things and I have to remind myself, just put it down. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, I th I I've uh, I can um, I can attest to the merits of uh, meditation as well. Like you know, um, because before meditation, I was never able to sort of live in the present. And mm -hmm. as you put it, like you know, a lot of people are uh, in this rat race, not realizing they are running. You know, because because they never get to like sort of sit down and and just look back as a third party on their life, on their on their family's lives, or or anything else, and just ponder you know where they are going. So. Yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, very helpful. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like a state of fight or flight, you know. We we have that in us uh, innately so that we can deal with being attacked by whatever. You know, you, all of a sudden you're being chased by a bear, you know, fight mm -hmm. or flight. But we're living in that state because it's always this constant state of, it's uh, mentally and physically, it's just, and spiritually, it's not a good place yeah. to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, now let's talk about your podcast. So you started um, your podcast, Girlfriend, We Need to Talk, uh, around the same time frame that I started in February. So uh, tell us a little bit about that, uh, this backstory. How did you get started? What it is all about? Okay. Well, I was doing the other one previous with, uh, with uh, Mike Matthews. Oh, yeah. It was just a little show. And he, um, he moved away. So I was left without a podcast. And I was really surprised at how much I missed doing it. I really love any kind of communication. And I thought maybe I should just do one on my, on my own. What the heck? Mm -hmm. And I started to think about things that I wanted to maybe focus on. And one of the things that, again, going back to my friend Janess, one of the things that we had in those three and a half years were some of the richest, most enlightening, inspiring conversations I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, we, we, Pushed the envelope. We talked literally about everything because what do we got to lose, right? I mean, she's right. dying. We knew it was inevitable. Um, but I, and in fact, I even asked her one time, I said, uh, do you think if you weren't dying, if we would have gotten as close as we are? And she said, that's mm -hmm. a good question. Maybe not mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we just didn't care. Yeah, and yeah. I love those conversations. I'm not, I'm not a fan of superficial discussion. I'm, I, mm -hmm. I'll do it for the sake of, you know, whatever the situation may be, but I love connecting with people and really having deep enriching conversations. And when she was gone, I missed that so much. Um, and I just feel, I mean, one thing I am a woman, obviously, so I can relate to that demographic, but I just wanted to really inspire women to take ownership and just, um, do the thing that they're the most afraid to do. That's really what I, that's my passion. Because for a long time, I mean, for many years, I was that person. There were a lot of things that I would have liked to have done or really wanted to do when I was younger, but I just didn't have, I wasn't brave enough. So now, now, forget it. I'm, I'm fine. I'll do whatever. Yeah. I find the more you push yourself, the easier it is to push yourself. But I really want to inspire people who are stuck women in particular to um to think outside of the box and do something that is out of their comfort zone so the women that i interview the outstanding women could be anybody i mean i and i find my guests by i mean i'll watch a netflix documentary i watched one a couple of weeks ago on a young girl called it's called i am maris this is a young girl in california uh, and and i emailed her i finished watching it and i sent an email and she's going to come on the show it doesn't matter who it is I'll ask. I don't always get a yes, but there are some really amazing women out there doing some incredible things. And I love the discussions. Yeah, yeah I love sure. 
yeah i mean podcasting uh, you know when i started i didn't know what i was getting into but as you said uh, these uh, these deep conversations like there's no alternative like you you cannot um, you cannot run into so many amazing people all at once but uh, through this medium you you know we exchange all these brilliant ideas and it's amazing um, yes uh, so another point you brought up was um, you know um, about your friend who was dying like i think it's it's a valid point that you know once we sort of once we realize that how mortal we are um things start to shift like you know you start to focus on uh, more important things in life uh, do you do you think that that is the case even with your friend uh, you know uh, through your uh, friendship or otherwise um, will you agree with that statement totally agree with that uh, i was in nursing for a long time and i worked in a really high acuity area so i i there were a lot of people of various ages that we lost that you know mm. for whatever reason um and it always affected me on a certain level but you've got to you've got to keep moving forward you can't get bogged down by every time a patient's lost or you wouldn't be able to go into work the next day but for her with her it was a different situation number one she was my age right um uh which means you're facing your own mortality in fact i remember specific a specific conversation where she said to me um she said i know a lot of people say why me but mm -hmm. she said i say why not me i mean why am i any yeah. better than anybody else that said this happened to them and i said you're right i mean it could happen to anybody in fact it could happen to me and she looked at me and she said it could and it mm -hmm. just kind of gobsmacked me i thought man it really could you know yeah. i mean why why not me too i don't know i i could have a year left i could have 40 years left i don't know that so yeah, yeah. it has made a huge impact on me in that i i want i want uh whatever remaining time i have on the planet not i mean productive is one thing but i just want it to be meaningful yeah, yeah. and if i'm not doing something meaningful then i that's when i get restless and frustrated yeah that's true. Well, uh, my uh, my experience has been uh, somewhat similar, so you know that's a story for another day. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel that uh, you know when you face with mortality, something shifts in you. Um, and my question is like, you know, if you if you face mortality and then you sort of realize the things that you were changing chasing are not important, uh, how come? How can we sort of bring that feeling without? you know experiencing death uh, your friends death your family members death or like do you have any thoughts around that like you know how can we make that shift without actually you know sacrificing someone uh, someone dear to you yes good question um to change that mindset mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so i actually that my tedx i did a tedx and it's called don't live each day like it's your last mm because I don't like that mindset. Um, to me, it gives you, it gives kind of a sense of urgency. There's this, ah, you know, this could be my last day. And it also doesn't ring true to me. And I, I say this in the, in the actual speech in that, if today was my last day, I'm not going into work. Like I'm not, I'm not doing any of this regular, forget it, right? My whole, my, if my attitude's gonna change, I, I you know. No, uh, I kind of look at it in terms, and again, this was the influence from this one person. So we do have, mm -hmm. we do have the ability to change the path of many, um, is I look at it as each day being your first, like let's live each day. Like it's your first day. Mm -hmm. Let's look at it in terms of 
wow, I have an entire new day. Every day was a gift to her, literally a gift. And I try to look at that the same way. And now it's not in your forefront of your thought all the time, but I have to remind myself and bring it in. And meditation helps to do that. I mean, whatever you Mm -hmm. can find to help you do that is important, I think. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, uh, to, to carry that conversation forward, like, were there any any uh, habits or any any things that you used to do, think or enjoy that you had to unlearn after going through these experiences? Uh, Self talk was a big one. Mm. Self talk was a big one, and I had to learn. There were um, everybody goes through different phases of different things, but I had to learn to really pay attention to the things that were holding me back. And I think that we all intuitively know what those things are, uh, but we tend to ignore them. Everybody has coping mechanisms because we're in a fight or flight, constantly stressed out society. There's a lot of numbing that's going on. Um, And I got to be pretty good friends with wine. Let's just put it that way. I was, you know, it got to be not a huge problem, but it got to be a habit that uh, I found myself turning to more times than I needed to. Yeah, yeah. And I would hear this little tiny whisper in the back of my head saying, this is holding you back. This is holding you back. This is holding you back. And then I get stressed out and pour more. So I, you know, <laughs> it just gets to be this vicious cycle. So I had to really remove, I removed myself from that entirely for a couple of years and now it's just moderation because I'm in a better place mentally. But um, that was a big that was a big one for me at the time. But I think everybody has something like that. It could be this. It yeah. could be Candy Crush, Facebook, wine. Uh, you know, it could be television, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, things that but suck a, you in. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many things, uh, and it's kind of slippery road to. Uh, not get sucked in, um, but to your point, like you know, it's it's uh, it's the easiest thing to do, but it, it could be the hardest thing to do to just uh, use your mind to to recognize this, uh, you know, hear your that faint voice in the back of your mind and sort of mm-hmm. and follow that, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are we're, we're kind of afraid sometimes to quiet our mind in case things come up that we don't want to deal with, but we're so much better off if we deal with them, man. Exactly. No, it's fascinating you brought it up. Now I I talked to a um, a few relatives of mine and sort of, you know, ask them to meditate or follow a spiritual path. And, and they actually said to me that they were afraid what may come out uh, if, they, if they did that. And they, they said that, uh, you know, what if I divorce my wife? Or I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> Maybe yeah. there's something going on already, which is why you're bringing it up. Yes. Uh, guess, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people are, you know, scared to look inside, but I think um, that's very important to do that if you if you want to move forward and, and achieve uh, true happiness, right? Yes, absolutely. You become unstoppable. Exactly. That's my right. opinion. Great. Uh, this has been a very uh, enlightening conversation. Thank you so much for being with us today. Now, before I, I let it. you go, yeah. Um, before I let you go, can you tell us how people can reach out to you? Absolutely. I have two websites. I actually have lianadell.com. That's my writing, everything, speaking, whatever, um, speaking engagements, whatever. Uh, so that one, lianadell.com. And the other one is girlfriendweneedtotalk.com. That's the podcast website. And then I'm on social media at Leanna Dell. Awesome. That's great. Well, thanks once again for being with us. 
Thank you. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And that's all for now. Until next time. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or a career professional, then I invite you to join our growing community. Navigate to bootstrapping.group. As a welcome bonus, you will get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series and Mastering Your Inner Game video series absolutely free. This series of short videos address some core issues which are instrumental in helping you move forward in your business or career. The videos are yours to view and share for free. No obligations or strings attached. Except for one, you have to take action and implement it. So join us today, navigate to bootstrapping.group. If you want more engaging videos and insightful interviews with industry's thought leaders, then check out the other videos we have picked for you. The link is right there. And if you want to be notified about our new content, please do consider subscribing to our channel.